Welcome to the Brewtune Podcast, giving you the best pairings of craft beers and music on the internet. Stay, stay connected, connected, stay Brewtune. Welcome to episode three of the Brewtune Podcast with Andrew Eshman. In this episode, we're going to be pairing rock and roll guitar god and legend Jimi Hendrix with the Abita Purple Haze Lager. It's been a while, so just a heads up, I recently bought NERD's new record, No One Ever Really Dies. I will be doing a video review of the album on my YouTube channel, Rotunes Reviews, so stay tuned for that. So I just finished reading two books, Rockers and Rollers, a full-throttle memoir by the lead singer of ACDC, Brian Johnson, and Room Full of Mirrors, a biography of Jimi Hendrix by Charles R. Cross. These are two great reads. Much of the knowledge I gained on Jimi Hendrix was from this book and used in this podcast episode as well. So I'll be doing two video reviews of these books on my YouTube channel, Rotunes Reviews, so stay tuned for those. So let's jump into some music news. The Grammys dominated music headlines partly because of its lackluster performance in the ratings. I think this year's ratings were down about 24% compared to last year's, and I think it's been the lowest in several years. So uh, yeah, that's got to hurt for CBS and the advertisers. In rock news, the Foo Fighters won a Grammy for Best Rock Song for Run, which is off their latest album, Concrete and Gold. This is the 16th Grammy Award for Dave Grohl. And it's also the second time that the Foo Fighters have won Best Rock Song. They won for a song called Walk in 2011. So congratulations to Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. They have put out just tons of great music and came away with a great win on Sunday night. In metal news, Mastodon won a Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance for their song Sultan's Curse, which is off their latest album, Emperor of Sand. So congratulations to Mastodon. Totally awesome to see them win a Grammy and get recognized for their their great music. In hip-hop news, Jay-Z was apparently snubbed at the Grammy Awards with eight nominations and zero wins. I guess that Twitter feud with Donald Trump was bad luck. But on a positive note, Kendrick Lamar went home with five Grammy Awards for Best Rap Performance for the song Humble, Best Rap and Sung Performance for Loyalty, Best Rap Song for Humble, Best Rap Album for Damn, and Best Music Video for Humble. So I want to jump into our next segment and talk about the Abita Purple Haze Lager. The Abita Purple Haze Lager is named after the famous track Purple Haze that is off the Are You Experienced album. It's brewed with Pilsner, Wheat Malt, and Vanguard Hops. It has a 4.2% alcohol volume and has 13 IBUs, so it's not very bitter. The beer also has a 3.4 average rating on Untappd. What's also very striking about this beer is the artwork on the bottle. The artwork reminds me of the James Bond, old James Bond film called Live and Let Die. Uh, and reminds me of the character in that movie, Baron Semedy. And uh, he's kind of like a voodoo, uh, a voodoo priest. And I think it really goes well with the vibe of the song. 
and especially the the lyrics, especially that one lyric, whatever it is, that girl put a spell on me. And and especially at the end of the song, which kind of the outro, the guitar outro kind of sounds like someone's being cursed in some sort of voodoo nightmare or spell. So I'm going to pour a little bit of the beer for myself here. Mm, yeah, definitely not very bitter at all. I also noticed it has a very fruity smell to it and aroma. I think initially I was a little reluctant to try a fruity or raspberry flavored beer, but this beer is pretty smooth and very drinkable. It also has a kind of purple tint to it when I put it up against the light, which is kind of cool and I think goes very well with the, the name and the theme of the beer. So I want to talk a little bit about the Abita Brewery. The Abita Brewery is located in Louisiana, just 30 miles north of New Orleans. They brew a variety of different beers, including uh, pale ales, double IPAs, stouts, etc. They also have a variety of year-round beers, including the Purple Haze. They also do seasonal brews, and they also do hard sodas as well. They also do green brewing as well, which I think is pretty cool. If you'd like to find out more about the brewery, just visit www.abita.com. great thing about music and why I was so excited to do this episode on Jimi Hendrix is the fact that music really makes me reminisce to a point in time in my life when I first heard that musician or song. So in the case of Jimi Hendrix, it always brings me back to when I was on this particular road trip with my father. It was around 1995 and we were going to a family reunion in Ohio. So we were going down the highway in this silver Volvo station wagon, and I remember the inside of this car was just littered with plastic coffee cups, cigarette cartons, my father was a smoker, and various candies, including Junior Mints and Starburst. And I remember just talking to my dad, kind of flapping my gums, and then he just suddenly shushed me and put in this cassette tape. This was before CDs were widely used. And it was the Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced cassette tape. And he probably just wanted me to shut up at that point because I was talking his ear off. And Purple Haze started. And I remember that intro guitar riff. I remember hearing it. And I was just like, what the hell is this? that drum beat. And I remember looking at my dad and him reacting. I could just tell that he was just a huge fan of Jimi Hendrix and had the utmost respect and admiration as a, a music fan. And I remember hearing the guitar riffs and really thinking that this guy uh, was a real pioneer just because one, I never heard anything like that. And then when I heard the, the, the wah pedal, when you hear the wah pedal, it kind of sounds like somebody uh, crying or whining. You know, it's like, wow, wow, wow. And I was just like, what the hell is that? And I think I was really lucky as uh, a kid because I was fortunate enough to have a parent, a father who I think had a fairly decent music taste. So 
whenever I hear Jimi Hendrix, it always makes me think of the fun and great times on road trips with my dad. So I want to jump into our next segment and talk about the one and only Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix is considered one of the greatest rock and roll guitarists of all time. With his band, The Jimi Hendrix Experience, Hendrix released two albums in 1967, Are You Experienced, with hits such as Purple Haze, Red House, Tim Rose cover, Hey Joe, and then The Wind Cries Mary. And then he released Axis Bold as Love with hits such as Spanish Castle Magic and then Little Wing. And then he released the renowned Electric Ladyland in 1968 with hits like Crosstown Traffic, Voodoo Child's Slight Return, and then the Bob Dylan cover All Along the Watchtower. Hendrix also released a live album with Band of Gypsies in 1970 and also had several releases of his unfinished work, including The Cry of Love and Rainbow Bridge in 1971 and then War Heroes in 1972 and then First Rays of the New Rising Sun in 1997. So I want to jump into the life of Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix had a very tough upbringing and sad life, to say the least. Jimi was born on November 27, 1942 in Seattle, Washington. His father, Al Hendrix, was in the Army at the time, and the Army had actually jailed him because they thought he would go AWOL if he went back to Seattle, Washington to be with his wife, Lucille Jeter Hendrix, who was pregnant with Jimi and in the hospital. So Al was actually not present for Jimi's birth. Following Jimmy's birth, Lucille would go on to give birth to four other kids, Joe, Leon, Pamela, and Kathy Hendricks. Al would ultimately deny paternity to Joe, Kathy, and Pamela. When Joe was born, he had several birth defects, including multiple rows of teeth, a club foot, and one leg was actually shorter than the other. Kathy would also have several medical disabilities as well. Joe and Kathy would ultimately be put up for adoption. Joe uh, went to a foster home and Kathy was sent to a state medical facility since she had medical disabilities. After reading the book Room Full of Mirrors, I got the impression that Al was not the best father. Al would drink and gamble frequently. Lucille would also drink and when they both were drinking, they would argue quite frequently. Al was physically abusive and would use a belt often to discipline his kids. The relationship between Al and Lucille was often uh, not stable. They fought a lot. So Al and Lucille would eventually split and divorce in 1952. So Jimi Hendrix had a close relationship with his mother, Lucille. And one of the more tragic and traumatic moments in his life was when his mother passed away from a ruptured spleen in 1957. She was found outside of a bar unconscious in an alley. And to make matters worse, Al did not let Jimmy and the rest of the family attend the funeral. So I think this really left a scar on Jimmy emotionally. 
he really never forgave his dad for doing that. He would later reconnect with his dad when he was in the army and when his career really took off and he became famous, but he never really recovered from that emotionally. Jimi Hendrix was very interested in music as a child. Two pivotal musical moments for Jimi Hendrix were when he saw Elvis Presley perform and when he saw Little Richard preach. He ended up getting a guitar when he was 15 years old and was naturally a left-handed player, but learned how to play with both his left and his right hand. He would play in his room and when his father would walk in, he would switch from his left hand to his right. He would flip his guitar over to his right hand. He did this because his father thought that anything related to the left hand was associated to the devil. So Jimmy did this to avoid a beating from his father. Jimmy was not a very good student, to say the least. He actually ended up flunking ninth grade music which is ironic considering he became one of the most famous rock and roll musicians and guitarists in, of, our, of our time. He ended up eventually dropping out of high school completely and then ended up getting into some trouble later in his life. The pol Seattle Police Department ended up uh, arresting him for stealing a car. So he went to juvenile court and the judge offered him three years of military service or two years in jail. So Jimmy took the military service as opposed to jail time and enlisted in the U.S. Army, 101st Airborne. According to the book Roomful of Mirrors, Jimi Hendrix liked the strict regiment of the army. The book also hinted to the fact that he may have enjoyed the army because of the regular meals and the fact that he had a roof over his head. Jimmy would end up meeting Billy Cox and jamming with him on the side when they had free time. Jimmy would end up ultimately forming a band with Billy Cox and Buddy Miles called Band of Gypsies later on in his career. Jimmy was very frustrated in the army because he couldn't play music full time and music was his passion. So he had to think of a way to get out of the army. And he ended up speaking to an army psychiatrist and claiming that he had homosexual tendencies. This ploy ended up working and he was honorably discharged from the military and he could play music full time. Hendrix played with a few bands some of which included uh, Isley Brothers and Otis Redding. He had little success in the United States, so he decided to go over to Great Britain and try his luck over there. He ended up forming a band called The Jimi Hendrix Experience with Noel Redding on bass and Mitch Mitchell on drums. They ended up recording an album called Are You Experienced? This album was essentially a hit, and Jimi gained a lot of popularity over in the UK. 
they ended up making two more albums after that, Axis Bold as Love and then the infamous Electric Ladyland before their breakup in 1969. When Jimi Hendrix became a star, he was often known to be a womanizer. He had many girlfriends, and it it was very difficult for him to maintain a monogamous relationship. Jimi also took a lot of drugs. He was a heavy drug user. His drug of choice was LSD and other psychedelics like acid. He was actually stopped in Toronto, I think, believe it was May of 1969, by police for a drug charge, a possession charge. The charges were ultimately dropped, but drugs were always a problem for Jimi Hendrix. I think an important point that the book Roomful of Mirrors highlights is that Jimi Hendrix really felt trapped in his own career. And you can see that in the lyrics of the song Roomful of Mirrors off of Rainbow Bridge. And the lyrics go like this. I used to live in a room full of mirrors. All I could see was me. Well, I take my spirit and I crash my mirrors. Now the whole world is here for me to see. I think the t- constant demands of touring and performing really took a toll on Jimmy and led to excessive drug use. I also think there was a bit of foreshadowing as well. In the book, Jimmy took a trip to Morocco in 1969 with his friends, and he visited a tarot card reader, and the tarot card reader said that he would die. And this disturbed Jimmy greatly, and I think disturbed him all the way up to his death in September of segue into the death of Jimi Hendrix. The details of Jimi Hendrix's death are widely disputed, but he spent his last hours with model Monica Daneman. She told several stories or versions of Jimi Hendrix's death, but ultimately he died of accidental overdose. He took too many sleeping pills, mixed them with alcohol, and then ended up choking on his own vomit. His friend Eric Burdon initially misspoke to the press. Eric thought that Jimmy had committed suicide. When he walked into his room, he found Jimmy lying on his bed and what appeared to be a suicide note on his nightstand. The suicide note was actually lyrics to a song called The Story of Life. Jimmy, unfortunately, never made it to his 28th birthday, along with rock stars Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison, who also died of an overdose. Following Jimmy's death, Al Hendricks would ultimately inherit all of Jimmy's assets, but there were many lawsuits that would follow between band members, management, and family. So I want to talk a little bit about the career and legacy of Jimi Hendrix. Rolling Stone has ranked his three albums, Are You Experienced, Access Bold as Love, and Electric Ladyland among the 100 greatest albums of all time. Hendrix was a very technically innovative guitar player. He really pioneered the use of the wah pedal and the fuzz box. His instrument of choice was a right-handed Fender Stratocaster. He flipped it upside down and it gave him some very unique 
guitar sounds. One of his signature guitar sounds was created by the use of amplifier feedback, high volume, and gain. In the song Machine Gun, which he produced with Band of Gypsies, it's a prime example of his technical mastery of guitar sound. And you can really hear it in the song. He used the guitar and drum to mimic gunfire and weaponry. In 1969, he was, at one point, the highest-paid rock musician. He was known for his onstage antics. He would smash guitars and actually light his guitars on fire. One of the most famous moments in rock and roll was when he lit his guitar on fire at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967. Hendrix would perform at Woodstock in 1969, and his performance of the Star-Spangled Banner is considered one of the greatest performances ever by Guitar World magazine. Hendrix had a very strong influence on guitarists such as Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Joe Citriani, Eric Gales, and Gary Clark Jr. The Jimi Hendrix experience was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in discuss some background and interesting facts about Jimi Hendrix's career. He was associated with a lot of great rock and roll heavyweights during the 1960s. He hung out with the Rolling Stones, The Who, Eric Clapton, Janis Joplin, and jazz phenom Miles Davis. Other interesting facts, Lemmy Kilster from Motorhead was actually a roadie for the Jimi Hendrix experience. There's actually a statue of Jimi Hendrix in the UK. It's located on the Isle of Wight at the Dimbola Lodge. Some interesting facts about his songs. Red House was actually written about his first girlfriend, Betty Jean Morgan. The song Spanish Castle Magic was actually inspired by a legendary rock music hall called Spanish Castle. It was located in Kent in Washington State. As I mentioned before, Jimi Hendrix had a close relationship with his mother, Lucille. He actually wrote several songs about his mother. They were Castles Made of Sand, Little Wing, and Angel. Other interesting facts and trivia, Jack Bruce from Cream wrote the song Sunshine of Your Love, and that was actually inspired by Jimi Hendrix. At one point, the FBI began to investigate Jimi Hendrix. Jimi was very popular during a time in the 60s when racial turmoil was pretty prevalent. So the FBI actually began to investigate him because of they, they were fearful of his ability to bridge the racial divide between whites and blacks. Some other interesting facts. As I mentioned previously, Hendrix was a womanizer and managed to get into a feud with Keith Richards, the lead guitarist of the Rolling Stones. Hendrix ended up dating Richard's ex-girlfriend, Linda Keith. He became very jealous. Keith Richards ended up telling Linda Keith's father that she was dating a junkie. Ironically, this is, I think, very funny because Keith Richards was heavily into drugs and I think did every drug in the book practically. So Linda Keith's father ended up coming over from the UK to New York City to bring her back. 
Other interesting facts, Jimi Hendrix performed at Woodstock in 1969. He was the last performer, and he went on after The Who. So Jimi Hendrix, in an effort to one-up The Who, actually smashed his guitar and lit it on fire. This really pissed off Pete Townsend. He claimed that Hendrix was doing his act. stop babbling on here. I really appreciate you all listening. This podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Acast, Google Music, Stitcher, and YouTube as well. So if you don't mind, please leave a review and give me some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm also on Untapped. My username is Brewtuned. I'll also be doing a Brewtuned playlist for this episode on Spotify. And as always, stay connected, stay Brewtuned. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers.